Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. As usual, I'm joined by Big Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. Thanks to our sponsor, Rugby Warfare, as uh, previously mentioned on the pod. These guys are a rugby lifestyle clothing brand selling a range of products from hoodies to t-shirts and joggers. And they currently have a huge 40% off the entire store this week. And they've got an even better deal for pod listeners. If you use the code RUGBYPOD at the checkout, you'll get a limited edition two-year anniversary golden t-shirt as well. Coming up on the show, uh, we've got Jamie Heaslip, injured uh, island number eight. Uh, but first, some big news. Uh, the requests have been flooding in, and we've been inundated. And we can now announce the first of a few legs of the RugbyPod World Tour. Uh, Where as, are we going? Um, we are going, well, first of all, uh, we've got a second one in London. Uh, for December at O'Neill's. Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. There um, we go. On the 18th. 18th of December. And then we're heading to Newcastle in January. Are we? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Edinburgh in February. Of course we are. And Dublin in March. There we go. Oh. So you can go to eventbrite.co.uk and register to be the first to know when the tickets go on sale. So make sure you get onto that. Uh, before we get into rugby, we better just reveal uh, the results of our national survey this week as well. Uh, front or back wiping? Well, that is rugby. That is rugby union. You have to wipe your ass at some point while playing rugby. How do we do it? It was uh, fairly conclusive yeah, um, sure. that it was uh, back wiping, I believe. It's just uh, the standard. What, what are the numbers then? Because when I looked at it midweek... 64% on the vote was wiped normally like a normal human being around the back. Well, we'll get, we'll get to him. He'll give us the numbers, mate. He'll give us the numbers in a bit. But when I looked at it, there was a good 60 people that said really? they, they front wiped. Were you surprised about that? No. Not when you look at the... No. Pro- when you look at those people's profile pictures, <laughs> you understand why they front wiped. Mate, people do... No one front wipes. People do weird things or different things. It's not always with the norm. Yeah, it was, might have been conclusive, but there was a lot of numbers out there. Yeah. What are the numbers? 210 front wipers. Yep. 409 back wipers. So, two, so like, like, like I said, 60, 66%. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. 210 people have admitted it. And they, you, you'll have a few of them that, that haven't admitted what, what's gone on. What do you mean? They're just front wipe. Yeah, but, yeah, but what, else, what else are they doing when the, they're front wiping? Finger, the, yeah, finger but a, few, the bum? a few of them will be um, clicking on the back. Mate, talking about bum wiping, I've got a story for the last, the last weekend. I have had a torrid time. You don't, talk, don't I know it as you well? You talk about front wiping, back wipe. I was exhausted. Anyway, goes like this. BT Sport asked me to go up to Newcastle and be pitch side for the Newcastle Gloucester game. Obviously, I'm like, yeah, of course I will. Rewind two days earlier, one of my kids is ill. He's got, he's got this dreaded sickness bug that's going around. And me being the good dad that I am, I'm like, don't worry. Beck, I'll sort him out. There's no point in you. There's no point in you getting up. You got the twins. If you're sick, we're all fucked. So I'm there. He's being sick in the middle of the night. I'm wiping up sick. You haven't got up in the middle True of the night. True warrior. Lie straight away, mate. Genuinely, two in the morning. I'm up in the middle of the night. I'm mopping up sick. No so problem. You, Stomach of steel. So you mop up sick. Yeah. But you won't feed your twins. So JJ's your favourite no, no, kid. I, I feed them. I feed the twins at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, but not in the middle of the night. No. So what you're saying is JJ's your favourite kid. He is my favourite. There we go. But he's made me ill. So I'm cleaning up this sick in the middle of the night. No problem at all. Thursday, fine. Friday, I'm in first class on the way up to Newcastle. Belly's starting to rumble. I'm like, oh, here we go. Bit hungry. Get myself a cheese and pesto sandwich in first class. Absolutely minging. Next thing. <laughs> cheese and pesto? I know. That's what I thought. Here we go. Head to the toilet. <laughs> so that's what happened. I was like, oh, here we go. So start to feel a little bit rough. By the time I'm at the BT van, oh, my gastard. Arse. My mouth's watering and my guts are in pieces. All they've got is portaloos. Do you think six foot ten ripped to smithereens can fit in a fucking portaloo? No, he can't. I'm running into the bar 
into Dino's bar, one toilet, I am spraying everywhere. Managed to obviously get, get the first bit done before the game. Half time. Gone again. I'm like, I've got to go. I've got, I said, genuinely, I'm going to be sick. So they let me go at half time. I am spewing, waiting for the taxi to take me back to the Mal Maison in Newcastle. Good, get a good hotel, that, isn't it? No idea. I could barely see by the time I got stay. there. Oh, I bet you did. Yeah. Got to the hotel and it's now 10 o'clock. Okay. I am spraying out my ass. I'm spraying out my mouth and I am dying. I've had to set my alarm for half six in the morning because I've got commentary for the Scotland Australia game. I'm up at half six. It's one of them, you know, I'm, can I go? Can I not? Like, I have no idea. Like, I thought, fuck, I've got to go. I get one opportunity to do commentary, really. I've done it last week and the week before, but this is the big one to finish it, finish the series off. So I manned up. I'm on the train in first class, and I've, I've not slept all night, so I'm fast asleep on this train. As soon as I stand up, here we go. The belly's everywhere. Can't find a, a, a toilet anywhere. Find a toilet. Oh, my sprayer. <laughs> I am screaming. It, my bummer was that sore. I can't wipe it. Ring sting. I text Goody. Right from, wipe from the I front t- or the back? I, no wipe. It was just, yeah, it was like <laughs> no literally, wipe. there was no wipe. It was that sore. I just let it be. Text Goody. I'm fucked. Can you do the commentary? He's like, are you joking? I said, no, genuinely, Matt, I'm fucked. Trying to find a train to get me home. Couldn't find a train anywhere. I text Goody again. Mate, Goody, I'm going for it. Got on the train in first class. Had to stand up the fucking whole way. There's not a seat in sight. Richard Branson, you absolute C-bomb. Really? Not a seat in sight. I'm stood up, sweating. I am reeking of in, BO. In, I fir- know sh- in first class? In first class. No seats? No seats. Didn't I'm not- pre-book? Well, they, they pre-booked first class, yeah. But, but not, a not a specific seat. seat. I am reeking of BO. There's a life lesson for you. I am stinking of BO. It's an absolute disgrace as I head down. So you talk about misery and you talk about showbiz. That ain't showbiz, is it? Mate. And don't it, I know how bad those toilets were? Because as a mate, he decides to take pictures of the toilets and send them to me all the way down from <laughs> in the morning. Good comms, though. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, I thought you did well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was green. I was. You oh, couldn't tell. Well, that's good. That's good. That's professional. I thought, yeah, mate, that's professional showbiz. Hell of a game as well. Hey, mate, forget the game. Let's go back to your weekend. Yeah. You are now known as the Ollie Murs of rugby. What are you doing? What were you thinking? What do you mean? Well, what's that? So talk us through what's happened. So I, I've woke up the next day, Andy Rowe from the rugby pod, like world exclusive in New Zealand paper, talking about terrorism. So we went to Selfridges. I went shopping. What are you, what are you doing in Selfridges? My mum's over from New Zealand. Is she rich? Yeah. Is she rich? So she just wanted to buy a couple of uh, nice Christmas decorations. Who buy, she wanted to buy who, some underwear. Who buys right. their decorations from <laughs> Selfridges? How much cash have you got? Hey, she's buying underwear, mate. Yeah, she is. So the, yeah, so there they were some nice decorations. Um, and Nipple tassels? Yeah, yeah the wheels. <laughs> Nipple clampers. <laughs> so we, um, we were in there and Selfridges is uh, getting evacuated. Can you hear screaming and stuff or not? Yeah, there was screaming once we got outside. So we walked out. So this is the Oxford Circus thing, right? Yeah, this is the Oxford Circus thing. So Selfridges got evacuated. We walked outside and there were guys with machine guns. So, so how do you get evacuated? The, the, the alarm's oh, the, going off? The security are just ushering people out. Okay. And then as soon as we get outside, there's cops there with machine guns how and many? the works. Hundreds. There's really? cops everywhere. So we walk out and then there's this bang from down the street. And bear in mind, it's Black Friday. Could you on, hear a bang? Yeah, it was like a soft. Bang. It wasn't. It wasn't a gunshot. It definitely wasn't a gunshot, and it would just sound like a door close. But and then hysteria. People just start screaming and really? running, and it's like a stampede of people. And you and, and my mum's freaking out as well. She's off a farm over in New Zealand. She's got no idea. Well, she's just left her underwear at the tassels. Exactly. Right? She, yeah, the tassels aren't the old, going. The old boy isn't going to be happy, is he? Yeah. So you can't ring any people. All you could get on was Twitter to find out what was going on. 
and Ollie Mers is the first tweet that comes up because you. So you, you follow Ollie Mers? No, you, I just, um, just did the hashtag Selfridges to see what was happening. And Ollie Mers comes, comes out with his tweet saying that there's shots going off and stuff in Selfridges. And we're just standing there going, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what, where do we go? What, where do we run to? What do we do? So we ended up just, sta- just staying put. And then the Met Police was the next thing that came up on Twitter, just saying that uh, it's uh, precautionary. Okay, so there's, there's his story, right? Yeah. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, after that, you then went and did radio interviews and newspaper inf- interviews in back in New Zealand. So. As Andy Rowe from the Rugby Pod. Yeah. Well, uh, so, so that's claiming, we, claiming fame. So let, let, let's just no. say we, we, we're glad nobody was hurt. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, someone, someone called me from News Talk oh, TV. You, mate, you oh. phoned up and went, guys, guys, I've got an exclusive. <laughs> I'm from the Rugby Pod. <laughs> I'm from the Rugby Pod. I was with Ollie Murs. He's an oxygen thief. Yeah. You called him an oxygen thief. I was pissed was. off with him at that stage. So he's an oxygen thief for tweeting where you're doing the same thing. No, I wasn't doing the same thing though. Wait. I waited a couple of hours afterwards until I said anything. I, you, or I said, you were the hero telling people, Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I, I'm Andy Rowe from the Rugby Pod. It's okay. I'm <laughs> Andy Rowe. I've got this, guys. I've got this. I'm the weird fish. Don't worry. All this time, your old man's at home waiting <laughs> for Nipple Mummy Rowe to get home. Nipple tassels. Did you manage to get them on? I've got to post them over. Oh, oh my oh, word. No. So the poor have, man. He didn't have his fun night, did he? <laughs> no, no. Oh. He's, he, he's back in New Zealand. So. Oh, it was so, for someone so, else then? Oh. Sorry, dude. Oh, okay. Um, Hi, let's, Dad. let's talk about Scotland. You, we talked about them a lot last week. You Mate. probably want to talk about them again this week. They got, lucky. they got lucky, didn't they? Yeah. How good. How good were they? Mate, you were losing. And then Kepu gets sent off. Kepu. You'd, you'd have got done by 20 points. What a name. Kepu. 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 Um, you were losing, though. Facts of the matter. Mate, it doesn't... 15 on 15, I you were losing. You would have lost by 20. He gets sent off. You get lucky. Why you would you say that? We, we beat them in the summer. <laughs> we beat them in the summer, mate. We absolutely spanked them. Pulled the pants down and spanked them. Smashed them, mate. Like 50-odd points. Against Australia, mate, it could have been sixty or seventy, even without the helmet, Stuart Hogg. You he's see, not helmet. You see, stu- mate, see Stuart Hogg. What's happened? He, he trimmed his helmet. So he's trimmed his helmet off okay. the back of the abuse from the rugby pod. So, so he's trimmed his helmet, okay, off the back of getting abuse off here. We are influencers, and now he obviously pulled out in the warm up. He was devastated. We all felt for him, and everyone was like, "Oh shit, Scotland, we're fucked. Our best players not playing." Then we go on to win. See we. We go on to win by 50 points against Australia, second best team in the world. What? Are yeah. you dreaming? <laughs> third third best team in the world. Fourth. Okay. So people are starting to tweet, oh, who needs Stuart Hogg now? But all tongue-in-cheek, right? All like, obviously, clearly he's our best player. Hoggy, I've woke up at six in the morning, half six, the good dad that I am. Got on social media on Twitter. He's replying to everyone. Oh, cheers for that, mate. What the fuck are you on about? What do you know? Really? David Souls tweeted... Stuart Hogg question mark who needs Stuart Hogg question mark and Hoggy's replied oh th- really? yeah thanks very much you support like really arsey obviously not seen that it's a joke mm. you know it's like obviously oh, well Scottish no sense of humour right I don't anyway so yeah without Stuart Hogg basically we put 50-60 points on yeah they were woeful as well man they look fogged yeah the the they could barely they? run on the beach on the beach, mate. Yeah. They were, and I felt for Stephen Moore because last ever game, isn't it? You know, I wanted them to to lose, but it was embarrassing for Australia, really. But it was great for Scotland. That was three from three in the Autumn International: Samoa, New Zealand, Australia. We won. We didn't beat New Zealand. Well, it felt like we won, well, so we'll take it. They did well, though, didn't they? Uh, Ali Price as well. Our mate, mate. I tell you, two blessings in disguise for Scotland. First what? one, the main one. How good have Scotland been since you retired? Well, of course they yeah. are. They've been phenomenal. Yeah, you're bring... going upward curve. Mate, you you were holding them back. Mate, you bring them up to a level. Genuinely, you, you were holding them back. The well, way you... they're playing now. Well, no, you bring them up to a level, and now look what they've done. It's called foundations. You, you... It's called. Mate, it's you called... do not you do not build hotels without foundations, do you? Well, it, it's called you were holding them back. It was like 
They're an average team at best. When That's you what played. happens. Now Who? they play this fast attacking brand of rugby. And secondly, sometimes you get a bit of luck by injuries, don't you? Look at Darren Marfo. Didn't have a job. Darren so- Marfo, Marfo! Marfo, Marfo! <laughs> he signs for Edinburgh's fifth choice. Load of injuries. Starts for Scotland. Flip that over. At scrum half. Laidlaw injured. Ali Price. What a player. Just goes to show... Laidlaw shouldn't be in the team. I disagree. But Laidlaw should not be in that Scotland well, team. Ali Price is the man. No, disagree. I think they both should. Mate, you need more than one good scrum half. God. Yeah, you've got Pergos. Mate, you, the pace you play at... Pergos? The pace you play at, Laidlaw will hold Scotland back if he comes back straight into the team. I, I disagree. I, I think you need Look both at him on the, on the lines, too. Mate, well, look, at, look at Ben Youngs and look at Danny Kerr. T- please tell me you've not just compared... Greg Laidlaw to Danny Youngs and Ben Kerr. Danny Youngs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, all I'm saying is... Danny Kerr and Ben right, Youngs we'll, we'll are see. a different world. Come Six Nations, from. we're up in Scotland, up in Edinburgh. That's like, that's like comparing me to Bowden Barrett. Greg Laidlaw and, and Danny Kerr, completely oh, different mate. speeds. You're on speed by exactly, the sounds of it. Exactly. Uh, special mention to Batty Boy. Yeah, played again, mate, he? Batty Boy came on at half time. He is running like a Batty Boy. Batty Boy! <laughs> yeah, mate, he was good. Uh, very what? impressed with Ali Price. Um, yeah, uh, Hugh Jones, very impressed with him. How good is he? Yeah, mate, he's all one on one. Yeah. Mate, he's the big difference for me. Mm. Hugh Jones, biggest difference in that Scotland team. Depth wise, they have to build depth. Well, they've, got depth to... they, they've got This is what you forget. This is what I didn't mention, but I've spoken about on social media. So you've got your loose heads to come back. So you've got Alistair Dickinson. You've got Dale Boy, Alan, Alan Dale. Never heard of him. No, oh, he was a British Lion. Exactly. Never yeah, heard exactly. Of him. Was that so, the one you were bagging, saying there's no way in the world he yeah. should have been a British Lion? Well, he shouldn't have been. <laughs> he go, shouldn't yeah. have been. So you've got Dale Boy to come back. Ross Ford. Will he come back from injury? But Fraser Brown came on at the Fraser weekend. Fraser Brown, eh? WP now might be back from broken arm. Richie Gray could be back. Okay, John Hardy. We don't know what's happening with him. Greg Laidlaw to come back. Mate, Greg Laidlaw will hold them. Alex back. Dunbar, Duncan Taylor. Stuart Holt to come back. It's scary. It's scary how good Scotland can now be. It's not. So Six Nations, what do you reckon then? Uh, I reckon England will win it. Ireland will come second. Scotland third. Okay. I reckon Scotland will finish second behind England. So you reckon we'll do you at Edinburgh? I reckon Scotland will beat I think Scotland will lose to Ireland. In Ireland. But you'll beat us at I think they'll beat everyone else at. We worked out what the bet is as well. Not yet. I'm going out on a kilt if Scotland win. And when England win, what are you doing? I'll wear a t-shirt saying, I love Mrs. Good. I mean... Back my t-shirt on. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's look at the uh, Welsh 18-33 against the All Blacks. Were you guys surprised? You were there, weren't I you? I was there, yeah. Yeah, Andy Rowe out in Cardiff after the game. Oh, go on. How was you crowd, not out? Crowd surfing. Oh, letting people no. know. Letting people know he's from the rugby pod. Well, I'll, bring, I'll bring one taken. to Cardiff for you guys. Jim and Goody don't want to do it, but I'm a Kiwi. I'll bring it to Cardiff. Would you say you're famous now? I was I was signing people's um, arms and necks with, with pens and things like that. It would was, would you say you're genuine? Would you say you're they're my friends? Oh, right. <laughs> but apparently my mate was in Cardiff, so Andy Rowe was like telling everyone that he's from the rugby pod. Wow. <laughs> we make I'm people, the weird Jim. fish. I was one that ate cat food. So did you guys you guys enjoyed the game as well? As yeah, do you know what, Wales were competitive, weren't they, for 50, 60 minutes. I tell you what, for me where they messed up was Scott Williams taking him off and bringing Jamie Roberts on. Nothing against Jamie Roberts, but you had to play Jamie Roberts at 12, then move Owen Williams to 13, and they lost their attacking edge. And obviously Owen Williams got found out a little bit in defence. So different, defending at 13 to 12. Scrum move, Jamie Roberts bites in, Owen Williams gets stuck on his haunches a little bit, and then Rico Ioani just gasses him. But I don't know, what, why take Scott Williams off? He's playing well. But ultimately the Welsh pushed, pushed, pushed hard. But then they chucked an intercept and they bigger chucked the interceptor. You want it? How good is he? Yeah, he's quick, isn't he? He's phenomenal. Um, so they're going to struggle well, I think, during the Six Nations. Interesting to see how they get on against Africa this weekend, though. Um, uh, we, 
We were saying, weren't we? What a pointless game. Yeah. Bet they can't play anyone. They haven't got a front row. Well, they've got a hooker. Got no props. Samson Lee's injured. Injured. Thomas Francis. He's gone back to X2. Yeah, yeah, they've got some other lad who is on loan at Bath from Cardiff. Apparently yeah. he can't play. Scott Andrews, is that? Scott Andrews, that's the one. They can't play. Jamie Roberts can't play. Toby Falatel can't play. Owen Williams can't play. Liam Williams is injured. Hey, where are they going? Back at you. Give me another Priestland. one. Reece Priestland. Reese Priestland on playing for Bath. Hit me with another one. George North's injured. Anymore? Jonathan Davis is injured. <laughs> <laughs> Japan almost tipped up France. Oh, France are a shambles. Man. they? But like the, oh, I don't want to say they're not like the village idiots, but the, the coaching clearly is. That's well, the thing that you talk about the French, and there's so much talent there individually. They, but they play as individuals, don't they? There's no coaching at all. Well, it's clearly, literally they, cow, Cowboy Central. Well, look, look at the top four team. There's no game plan whatsoever with these teams. There's mm. no structure. Yeah, Cowboy and, coaches and, everywhere. And, and there's some teams you've got Clermont. They've got a few Fijians. You know, they have a decent pack, so they're competitive. But you look at the rest, mate. Look at Toulouse. My my issue with it is on. yeah my issue with it with the French and you look at other countries you look at Warren Gatland obviously a Kiwi coaching in Wales England we've got Eddie Jones is an Australian Ireland Joe Schmidt is a Kiwi obviously Scotland had Vern Cotter now they've got Gregor the French have never to my knowledge had a foreign influence influence in within their system they're so arrogant they're like oh the French way is the best way well I'll tell you what it's not I've played out there and I love my time at Brief but I was coached by Hugo Moller uh, who is now head coach at Toulouse and he was a cowboy as well. It was like, oh, just play, 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 play. Play, 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 play. I'm like, hold on. We need some structure. Forwards need to know what they're doing. The forwards are generally pretty stupid. So they need some direction. True or not? Mate, well, you do want to know. Is that the easy fix then? Just get in a foreign coach? A million percent. It's going to take a couple of years to work out. But they they need to get a coach in. They need to get someone like, I don't want to say it. Vern. Go on. Yeah, someone like Vern. Guy Noves, he he is well. His name's Guy Noves. Why do you keep saying Guy? Guy Noves is way past his sell by G-U-Y. Guy. If he was English, it'd be Guy, but he's French, so it's Guy. Jim, tell me what makes Vern Cotter such a good man for this job. Oh, hang on. I'm not his agent. Well, I'll give you two things. Fluent in French. You're looking for something else. Oh, get in there, massacre some rabbits. Uh, they need it's someone. Good, good coach, though. He's a good coach. Good coach. Clermont, look what he did with Scotland. Understands the game. Gets influence from New Zealand. Wants to learn. And... Yeah, he's fluent in French, so he knows the psyche of them players. Mm. So, and that's what they need. They and it, he has game plans. So you go in. There's a structure. There's an understanding of what he's looking to do. They have, I have absolutely no idea what they're doing. If someone said analyze France, I'd be like, no idea, no Just idea. What offload and play. Blah 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 blah. Well, instead of us talking about the the Ireland win over Argentina, twenty eight nineteen, uh, let's uh, let's get the expert view from injured Ireland international Jamie Hayslip. Thanks for coming on, Jamie. No problem, guys. I don't know if it's quite expert uh, point of view, but I'll I'll uh, fake it till I make it anyway. Expert in comparison to these guys. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. You're a fully fledged superstar of international rugby compared to Jim and myself. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, I do probably have more infamy than uh, than than myself, but I will take it anyway. I'll very, take it anyway. Yeah, very true, Jim. You are right. Um, Jay, apparently the podcast is, is quite big in Ireland. Is that right? Yeah, you have um, a cult following um, in Ireland, would you believe it or not? Especially you, Jim. I think you are a, a cult hero. I believe that. Um, is that all because he chased Titi Von Tramp around the, the nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, and I heard he's a, he's a good man uh, to be able to finish a pint of Guinness in record time. So I think they're kind of what uh, Irish people embrace him for. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's listened to and... Uh, it is, uh, it's a popular podcast. Good stuff. Tell, tell us about you now, mate. Obviously, your last involvement was the warm-up with England, wasn't it, against England? Your back went, was it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, had a bit of trouble in the warm-up and we got to the bottom of it and it's been um, a frustrating period of time. But, um, you know, all going well. I uh, hopefully will be back on the field come um, early next year. And what did you make of Saturday's game? Oh, God. Um, I thought, uh, you know, I thought Ireland were really, really clinical. Didn't make any mistakes. For the whole November series, I just thought they were... They were ruthless with their execution, took their chances when they came and were very patient, played in the right areas and, and had the right strategy in the different uh, different games and just didn't allow teams any any in. Defensively, they were solid. They took their opportunities in terms of going after the ball and poaching or slowing down the rook and then just turned teams around as well um, with, with the kicking game. So I, I think they were just, you know, you, you guys were talking about game plans with coaches and Bern Cotter and Joe Schmidt and that. And, um, I think they executed... The game plan that I know they probably were training on for the last for the, the three four weeks during the November series, which is encouraging, especially with all the different changes that went on through each game and, and the bleeding of new players, and um, you know really encouraging for for Irish rugby because I know they want to build a squad going forward, a competitive squad going forward into um, the next World Cup. And obviously you've played with Shawnee O'Brien a fair bit over the last how many years at Leinster and Ireland. All this stuff about the Lions tour, you've been a Lions tourist, you've been coached by Gats, his outbursts or truth-telling, as I like to call it, at the end of the tour. How does that sit with you, buddy? Um, you know, players always have different uh, point of views and uh, different ways of, of um, kind of getting their point across. You know, I probably would have done it uh, maybe a different way, but, you know, it came out the way it came out, and you just got to, okay, learn from the whole thing and, and kind of move forward. I, I, it's not always good to air your dirty laundry out in, <laughs> in, 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 in the public uh, kind of forum, but... Look, Sean, he's an honest guy and, um, you know, talking to him since, you know, he, he, he kind of, he, want, he wanted to be honest to himself and um, you can't fault the guy for that. So, um, you know, that's, that's Shawnee with Shawnee. I, I, you know, I've, I've got his, you know, I, I've been playing with Shawnee since, Jesus, uh, I don't know how long now, maybe 2008, 2009. So I've, I've got his back no matter what, you know. So, um, but like it, it came out the way it came out and, uh, yeah, so be it. I, I love, I loved it. Man, I got no problem with that at all. You, you're entitled to your, your opinion. It's, and these days, Jimmy, it seems like you get shot down if you're honest. You know, if you come out and you're honest and you've got a platform now to speak and you're well respected, no problem whatsoever. Um, well, I think you know the way it is now with social media and all the different platforms that you have. Yeah, the the, the, the players can circumnavigate everyone and just come out direct themselves. So um, you know, long may it live. And the, like we've seen now in the, the last couple of years, with well, the last Lions tour, it would have been a very different feel probably to what it was like for you in 2009 and 13 just because you know it was obviously professional when you were there in 2009 and 2013 but from what we're hearing it wasn't probably as fun as it has been in the past and it probably couldn't have been if the, the lads were to have done what they did in New Zealand but what was it like for you touring uh, them two tours any decent stories you know was it a little bit looser than what it was this this time around um I think yeah the game is definitely my first season professional was 2005, and uh, it's a very different time now, that's for sure. I think 2009 was one of the last tours that, you know, was, was had a touch of the amateur era still in it. You know, you play twice a week, and no matter if you played or not, there was a call to be in the team room in the hotel after the game, and everyone had a beer. And, um, you know, if you were the team that played that night, you went out. And unless you're playing, you're doubling up. You know, you're out for the night. Uh, otherwise, that was the only excuse you'd go home. But that was it. Yeah. And, you know, that came from the, the senior players down. And if I was to be honest, I thought it was fantastic because it just brought everyone together really, really quickly. 
and you know you 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 know what it's like guys you're brought together as a squad you don't know each other and it's the quickest way to get to know each other really the next tour that i was on there wasn't as much as that you know and that i in my, in my belief i think it's always from you know who's ever uh who's ever part of that kind of leadership group is um who drives it really to be honest but it's a lot more serious now in games anyway you know uh i still remember my first season there was there was a crew that would have mid- midweek points on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and I don't think that has happened for probably about 10 years now. Oh, it has. Uh, oh, it has, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, want to name any names. <laughs> um, obviously, you go back to that 2009 Lions tour, um, and it's going back a bit now, but you'd remember the Bobby Cup, wouldn't you? Oh, I'm, I actually, would you believe it, I, have, I was the last one to receive the Bobby Cup in yes. 2009, and I have it at home. Lovely. Tell us the story. I don't know. I don't know what the what Bobby is Cup it? is. Well, there was our, uh, our our strength and conditioning guy, Bobby. He just he would always put a video together of, during the week, and if we won, he would show the video and present it, and then he would give the the trophy to who he thought was the best player of the game. So um, that didn't necessarily mean you were part of his his video um, his video <laughs> antics. Well, what was on the video? He had some good antics, let me tell you. Well, he's known as the ro- he's, known <laughs> well, as, think, he's known as the rope, isn't he? Um, he, well, he would just he he was I, that was his nickname. I'm I'm unsure of why. Um, He's got a massive piece. But, uh, the rope. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was on these? The lines, then. What were on these videos? What sort of things? Um, it was kind of like a fictitious diary. You know the way they had the very serious diary for the line DVD. Bobby took it upon himself to uh, just come up with a director's version of uh, directed by Bobby of the uh, of the diary. It was it was entertaining. It was obviously like Pornhub in uh, in South Africa, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, let's move on quickly. So, last question from me. Obviously, if you listen to the pod, you know that Jim's got some real issues with Devon Turner. It, Jim claims that he's filled Devon Turner in countless times on the field against uh, Ireland playing for Scotland. You'd have been there, mate. Um, absolutely no chance. Jamie Jim, wasn't there. Jim's filled Jamie, in. I filled him in once when I was coming back from injury. The Irish Wolfhounds sound so scary. It weren't when Devon Turner was on his back. That's all I know. Um, is Devon, Devon Turner, is he, is he scared? Of you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No. Um, I think it's 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 hard to tell Dev. The guy is generally, uh, you know, horizontal in life that uh, he's so laid back, you just don't know what gets him angry. I don't think I've ever seen the man angry, so I don't think he would have taken any notice of you, Jim, to be honest. I didn't know who you were, Jim. Mate, he's, he's hung like a squirrel, though, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, um... I don't know. I, I well, don't see you've, you've seen him. <laughs> it's hard to avoid because, like, eye level, you know what I mean? It's just there. Oh, mate, yeah, so you keep your eyes closed. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask one more. Obviously, we're having a little bit of a crack about it, but there is rumours of this Joe Smith situation and his love of cats. Can you t- tell us if that is true, that he has a fixation with cats? He brings them to training, has them in his car? Confirm, I can neither confirm nor deny, Jim, these, uh, these rumours as... I would like to get back into an Ireland jersey. So <laughs> confirm or deny. Uh, I've heard the rumours, but um, I, you know, you'd, you'd have to get it straight from uh, the horse's mouth. That's confirmation for me. Thanks yes. very much, mate. <laughs> Jamie, uh, we hear you, you own a pub uh, in, in Dublin. Uh, do you want to do you want to give it a quick plug before you get before we let you go? Yeah, we got two pubs. We have a pub uh, in not too far from the RDS and DVB Stadium called The Bridge, 1859, and we welcome anyone who's down for a game for a pint. Or if you come into town, we've got a place called Lemon and Duke. So uh, just hit me up on social media and I will look after you. Yes, please. Mate, I'm, I'm there. I didn't even know. All right, we'll see you in March. Yeah, yeah. there you go.
get over, get over for New Scotland at home this year. So come on over. I'll be there, mate. Don't worry. Book the there flight. we go. Happy days. Good stuff. Cheers, Jamie. Hope Thanks, the uh, rehab goes well. Cheers, boys. Thanks cheers, for your good time. Cheers, mate. Good man. What a lovely yeah. bloke. Well, let, let's talk about the fact that Devon, Devon Turner doesn't even know who you are. You, you know, if he looks like a sperm. <laughs> doesn't he? Like a, you know, if you were to draw a sperm. I bet he's a really Devin good Turner lad like. and you're just trying to Man, ruin I'm, him. You, hang on. I've not even brought it. You've, you've asked him about it. Yeah, because he filled you in. Or Mate. You filled him in. Okay, or? well, let's see. Is there beef there? There's no beef whatsoever. There's no beef whatsoever. But if he gives it loads again, he's having it. <laughs> um, Jay, what a lovely voice. Yeah. Mm. Good man. Is it, did any of you feel funny when he was talking or you not? You a bit of a touch on, did you? Well, it just felt like a warm feeling inside. It's oh, such a, a delicate... The Irish men have it, make you do funny things, oh, don't they? Make me or you. What make were you about you. to say? So, no, well, no. Irish men do. T- yeah, t- t- Tilly Von Tramp. She made you do funny things, didn't she? Yeah, Jamie Hislop. Guilty. It's been a while, isn't it? You haven't had a touch on for a while, have you? No, it's been a while. What a lovely boat, though, Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Great for great. Very, a, very politically correct though. About uh, I don't know. I thought he gave us a bit there. He well, basically... no, just just to do with Joe Schmidt. Well, we I love his answer. He owns I a cattery. Want, I want to get back into the island team, so I will not <laughs> rip the living daylights out of my coach who loves cats. Which for me says if if he didn't have any cats, he yes. would say no, he doesn't. Mm. So clearly he does. There we go. Should we talk about the England game? Yes. No. Yes. Forty-eight, fourteen over Samoa. They were rubbish. Do you know what they were? Weren't they? We weren't rubbish, but obviously. Six uh, the autumn internationals leading into the Six Nations. We've won three from three. Biggest ever victory against Australia. Beat Samoa by a record margin as well, I think. But you're right, Jim. We're not playing well. We're not as good as everyone makes out. But we didn't have Farrell for two of our games. There you go. We scraped past. We didn't scrape past. We, it was a borathon against Argentina. But compare that to Scotland, who put fifty odd points mate, on Australia. Scotland are now jumping from the rafters, thinking, "Oh, we're great. Eh? We're nearly beat New Zealand there, eh? and then we beat Australia. I get fourteen men, eh?" <laughs> and we're going to come second in the Six Nations eh? <laughs> you sound like and they're German. Cele- celebrating that um, you know we're just feet on the ground loads of players catch Sam Simmons you know three weeks ago what do you mean feet on the ground it's in the we're Instagram feet- all the lads they're all out on the steam holding some trophy the Cunts Cup <laughs> the Cunts Cup we're um, you know we've blooded a load of new players we haven't had our best two players play hardly at all so Farrell's been rotated in and out missed out on 46 grand he doesn't need it though no two games 23 bags a game Billy Vanapola our best player um, has been injured. Sam Simmons thought he did really well. Eddie Jones said... I don't know. We- uh, three weeks ago, Eddie Jones said he's not big enough to be a number eight. I still... I don't think he is. No, he's not big enough. He's not the same player, same size as a Billy Van or, you- or a Nathan Hughes, but he carries just as effectively, no. but in a different way. Did you see him break a tackle? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. He's got good footwork. He, he's powerful through the tackle. I don't know. For me, I'm with... I'm with you, I wanted to see him do well. Yeah. I just don't know if he's big enough. To Who's in Scotland well. number eight? I don't even know who it is. Who is it? Ryan Wilson, pal. Right. He's better than him. Yeah, but it's not. Sam Simmons better than him. him. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lazowski, I thought played well at twelve. So now, if Tio is still injured, which he is for Worcester at the minute, and Farrell, I think Six Nations, the forward Farrell axis will be reunited. Uh, but if Farrell does get injured, you've got options there. Lazowski played well. You Slade, think, Slade was good on. as well. So you, th- you thought Lazowski played well? I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, pretty wild. Well, out of ten, what would you give him? Seven. Okay. But there's an option there now, isn't there? Mate, he ended twelve for me. Well, for you, he's not. You're a second row that stands over and pushes son. But mate, I'm an influencer, mate. I played That's him. I played with him. He's a decent 10, 12, full, he could play fullback as well. Mate, he's a good 10. Yeah, and a 12. He could play 12 very well. Who would? He proved it. You reckon? Yeah, with right. Farrell, he could. We, right. Slade played well at 13. Elliot Daly, though. What a try. He's he's England's best player, I reckon, at the minute. Elliot Daly. Man of wasp. Oh, the wasps. What about you giving Mike Brown some shit? I didn't give him shit. It was a three. It was a 2v1. All I said was. Mike Brown, you've got to give that ball to Elliot Daly early. It's simple 2v1, Jim. I'd have expected you to pass it. Did he reply? He's No. He's an international fullback. I didn't tag him in, though. 
Oh, <laughs> no, no. coward. He's an international fullback, and it's catch catch pass. And that's why people get on his back a bit. You talk about two years down the line, World Cup final, is he going to give it? That's where you think about those decisions. And, you know, you've got Elliot Daly could play fullback, Anthony Watson, Watson you know. I rate, I'm at I rate Bram. How do you think Jamie George went his first? I can't believe he's had 19 or 20 caps now. That's his first start. Yeah. That's crazy, la- isn't it? He's laughing, mate. Oh, he's laughing all the way to the bank, but... He's laughing. I thought he went well. But he's better playing than Dylan. The human ice cream. Star. I talked him up. You didn't mention that. You I... see, he makes the England make a little break and he knows he's not going to get there. A lot of forwards go find contact and die with the ball. Yeah. He puts the brakes on. Little belly swerve. Well, I say little belly swerve. Yeah. Big belly swerve from the human ice cream. Offload. Try. Just a better player, isn't he? Yeah. Good player. We've got Sam and Captain Chris Philly on the phone. Chris, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, disappointing result for you guys on Saturday. What, what did you make of Sam performance? Yeah, this morning, but, uh, I thought we uh, defensively showed a bit of heart there. But yeah, just uh, pretty disappointed of the loss. Obviously, um, off the back of the game, loads of guys that are playing over in England um, did exceptionally well. I thought TJ Ione was a superstar on on, uh, on Saturday, and, and you dominated that physical breakdown as well, didn't you? Did you target that with Chris Robshaw playing at seven, sort of out of position? <laughs> oh, like we we done our study as well, and. Um, Obviously, we looked at their breakdown as well and how they like to play. And TJ was massive for us. Uh, you know, Jack Lamb as well. He's another number seven uh, converted as an eight. Um, we did look at their breakdown, and um, yeah, we did look to take it for a bit. So yeah. Hey mate, we, we've we've got to touch on the subject, or not even touch on it, talk about it because it's all been in the media here. I'm not too sure if you want to talk about it, but the money situation surrounding Samoa. Can you just shed some light from being in the camp and being one of the, the current players? Yeah, yeah, it's been around the media. I guess it's, it's something that um, you can't control as players, and um, and that's that's what it's been like. Um, the culture within the team, what we're trying to do is that we're trying to keep that political side out of the rug, out of our rugby, and just solely focus on rugby. And the culture is is what we do it for. And that blue jersey is is more than told. Money, I guess. So, and obviously, with um, you know, you're playing at Bristol now as well in the Championship. How are you finding that transition into the Premiership? Hopefully, at the end of the season, pretty clear in the league now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, obviously, it was a huge decision to go down to uh, obviously down Championship. But um, I know that Pat Lamb's got like a like a huge vision that he wants to pursue down at Bristol, and um, kind of got me convinced to you know and be able to learn down there with him and hopefully we do get up there in, in the Premiership. Um, it is a big drop down from Premiership down to Championship. But um, it's just very small steps that we've got to take. Um, so hopefully get Bristol back up there. Have you heard that Johnny Gray's come in there as well? <laughs> no, no, no. Mate, I, um, I rumours, rumours, but um, don't know if it was true or not. So, Have you heard any more rumours of any players coming to Bristol? <laughs> no, not at all. I just play for Bristol. <laughs> I got you one, mate. John Afoa has signed. We'll get John Afoa has signed. <laughs> I'll get him over. <laughs> uh, All right, Chris, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and, and best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. No, no worries, mate. It's a pleasure. Cheers, buddy. See, I love that. You said, oh, Johnny Gray. What position does Chris Vui play? Second row. Yeah, so you're, like, you're, telling, you're getting your mate in to take his job off him. Partners, mate. Just after asking him about money. Partners. You're some backstabber, aren't you, Jim? <laughs> Hello, mate. Thanks for talking to us. You know where my mate Johnny's coming to take your shirt? Um, John Afoa. Sign for Bristol. Bristol's. Sign for Bristol. So we're straight into the room. Mate, let's get into it, mate. Yeah, let's go. Organic, as they say. Orgasmic. As they so say. where'd you hear this from? 
It's a rumour, mate. Yeah. Mate, it's just, we can't mate, reveal don't, our sources. Mate, don't reveal the sources. Matt Banahan also talking to Bristol's and Gloucester. Mm. That's some turn up, Ross it? Moriarty. Signed for Dragons. Yeah, that was, that's yeah, old I know, news. I know, that's I old know. news. I just, but we, hey, did we say he was leaving or did we not? We did. Brendan Macken, another one going to mm. Bristol. Bristol's. Mate, they're Bristol's. loving it, aren't they? Do you know what, though? We're talking about all these players. These are all good players. So for once, Bristol's are actually looking at it and be like, look, good players and good men. And all them people that we've mentioned fit the, fit the criteria yeah, there. Good players, good men, good cash. Great. And Bristol's have got cash. And also, this should have happened years ago, scrapping the playoffs in the championship um just ludicrous uh it's it's held bristol back for years they could have invested they've obviously invested in the stadium and all that stuff um tried to sign players without breaking the bank to get promoted then obviously choking in playoff finals and stuff like that now they're however many point eight points clear or whatever they are in the championship they are good to go and we'll be back in the prem next year and it will be probably london irish back in the championship it looks that way i don't think they go down hey, they're always going down hey uh, what's been good eh? francois hugard Right, wins some games. What an impact. First yeah. ever win at Welford Road for the Mighty I mean, Worcester Warriors. Do you think that he contributed to that win? Yeah. Significant? I thought the defence is what did it. Oh, yeah, but they scored five tries. Yeah. And Leicester, let's not beat around the bush. They're missing a load of players through various injuries and international call-ups. But, yeah, and I said it last year, obviously George Ford was their star signing. Last year they had Freddie Burns and Owen Williams. They're week in, week out, not away in international duty. Lose those two, sign George Ford. Joe Ford, the backup ten. Don't think he had a very good game by all accounts. Shouldn't lose to Worcester at home if you're Leicester trying to be in the top four. And people are making the right noises about you know Leicester are back competing for trophies. Well, um, that was a big shock. But big shout out to Sam Bestie, our old mate, ex Leicester player, going back to Leicester as a Worcester coach. Stuck with it. Five tries, and they get a win. So Worcester now, I think they're five points clear of London Irish in the Prem because uh, London Irish got a bonus point. They were yeah. unlucky yesterday actually against yeah. Wasps. Yeah, and they've got sale. What Worcester have got sale this yeah, week? Yeah, so Worcester will win again. Anyway, rumours. Yeah, sorry, Jim? yeah. Josh, Josh got... Bassett to Northampton from that. Wasps, maybe, to replace George North's. Really? Mate, what about the comments of uh, George North? No, I haven't so, seen it. Go on. Yeah, well, the manager's come out and said that he's been a waste of time. Oh, at George, Northampton? Yeah, George North has, yeah. Did you not see it last week when no. it came out? So, basically, it's come out saying what a big loss he'll be. And then the team manager, old Pisporian's come out, I don't know what his name is, and said, yeah... Um, well, they haven't got his... value for money, have they? Let's be. Well, let's, yeah, if we're well, being brutally honest, well, basically he's saying what everyone's thinking, <laughs> but yeah. you, you wouldn't think that. He'd and that's come what out we and say. It. That's what we do on the pod. Mate, that's what we do. Maybe we should bring him on. Yeah, George North's English, you know. So Sam Warburton, crazy, so, eh? So Jim Hamilton, and I get all the. I get loads of shit. Mate, I'm more Scottish than they are Welsh. Oh my. <laughs> Richard Zanoff has tweeted in with Hogg's last minute injury in mind. What's the worst last minute disaster either of you have had to deal with before a match, either personal or team related? Oh, good question. So I've got injured the day before, uh, actually, Scotland-England game. So we were doing line-outs. Why would you be doing line-outs the day before a game? I don't know. But we were. Um, we sent the Lensbury, I think. Yeah, we sent the Lensbury. Lifting Richie Gray's 20 stone from the front. Back's hanging off anyway because I've been travelling. Back goes. And uh, it was a disaster from there on in. Played against England. Had to get jabbed up to play. Taking painkillers. Yeah, it's not great going into a game like that mentally when you you know you're injured. But you're a warrior, though, aren't you? Well, I did. And then I went off with a HIA because Marleybone smacked me in the mouth with oh, his forearm. And that's where it started. No. Well, it might, and that's it, where the hatred started. No. Well, and who won? Well, basically, it was when the HIA had just come out. So they'd seen that I got hit in the face. Yeah. And they brought me. I, did, I wasn't even concussed. Genuinely, I wasn't. It got taken off for HIA. You're saying, so, saying Marla's got sponge elbows? Well, yeah, sponge I fists. Mate, and you, this HIA, you've got to remember these words. So it's like noodle, paddle, doddle, waddle, yeah, model. Yeah. And like you're saying all these words. You can't I'm, say I'm, I'm sober, there. Can you? Exactly. Ten minutes, I'm in this thing. What do you think the back's done? 
seized up like an absolute bastard. Oh, the back's gone. Come back. Well, my, yeah. So my back's completely seized up, gone on, mate, and I'm running running around with a broom pole up my bum. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't run. Had to come off. No doubt. Are uh, you, Goody? Have you had to pull out for a game? Um, You've pulled out a few times. I pulled out a few times, <laughs> but not. Uh, I don't remember pulling out for a game. Probably the worst thing that ever happened to me was. Oh, I forgot to buy the bacon for the bacon sandwich in the morning. F- food poisoning. F- food related, Mate, yeah. food poisoning. Uh, no, I, I do remember having food poisoning. We played Gloucester away uh, when I was at Leicester years ago. And you've had a microwave curry. I've had, <laughs> the day God, of the God game. knows what. <laughs> hey, I think I must have had a beef stroganoff or something the day before a game. Because I'm in the warm-up, spewed all over the pitch. All I could see was mushrooms, beef and mushrooms coming out of it. Oh, oh that was a Chinese takeaway, though. Um, yeah. And we still won, so, uh, yeah. Did you play? Yeah, I did. Sweating oh. out. I must have lost about four kilos. Need oh, that again now. After. <laughs> Need that again now. Greg Shand has tweeted in. Who? Greg Shand. He's got a shit hand. <laughs> shit hand. <laughs> Greg Shand. Shit Can hand. we start talking about Price and Russell as being in the top three halfback partnerships in the world? Let's, or are we being too ambitious? Let's talk. Yeah, Price and Russell, not Laidlaw. All right. You agree, you agree Ali Price is a better scrum after than Greg Laidlaw, yes or no? Different. They're different I know they're mate. different, but who's your first choice? Who's better out of Wigglesworth than Spencer? Who's a better scrum half? We're talking international yeah, rugby. We're not I'm, talking I'm just saying, like, Saracens. A lot of people. We'll get like, to them in a minute. How's yeah. shit today? <laughs> I'm just saying, different people. Yeah, but different who, players. Who's your Who's your go to? Off the back of this, Ali Price. He's got to. But Greg Laidlaw's in the squad still because he offers Nothing. leadership, box kicking. kicking. He offers box kicking. Mate, box kicking's everything. It's not, mate. Not the way Scott. When how many box kicks did Scotland put up at the weekend? Well, they should have put a couple more. It would have been seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Price and Finn Russell are up there. Best halfbacks in the world are clearly Aaron Smith and Bowden Barrett. Uh, and then all four of them in Monaco at the World Rugby Awards. Yes. You see the pictures oh, on well, Instagram. I, I turned it down, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Turned down an invitation. Yeah, it's just not me. To be here for the pod. It's just not me, mate. But yeah, so. Uh, Bowden Barrett, player of the year again. Not sure yeah. about that. Finn, anyway, Finn Russell, Ali Price there. Carlsberg, <laughs> bottles of Carlsberg in the round. Everyone's drinking champagne. It's going, go on. That's, that's Scots for you, mate. Yeah, yeah, but they are decent. Very decent. Okay, Joe Emmerich has tweeted in, uh, with the game getting older, are we going to lose the characters in the game? Thinking specifically of coaches like Diamond, Dean Richards and Cockers, do coaches with character make better teams? Well, I, I think it does. I think, I, I don't, it's a difficult question because it's not really you know, looking for a specific answer. Mm. The way that, well, Jamie mentioned it there, didn't he? Like the whole camaraderie part of the game has, has now gone. I'm not saying that there isn't, but it's in a different way. Like normally... Or back in the days, not normally, because it's not normal now. You'd go out, you'd have a few drinks, you'd tell a few stories, you'd have a few laughs, you'd talk about it the next day, like during the week. But it's all rugby focused now. It's all about winning. You know, you're injured, you rehab, you're back in, and, and the social element has gone. But there are still coaches and players in the game. Look at Johan Ackerman at Gloucester. His whole thing is about character and the togetherness. And, you know, they travelled up to Newcastle two days early so they could go out for dinner and have 20 pints before they played Newcastle. Did they have 20 points? No, they didn't. No. I hope they did. But I'm sure they had a couple. Um, you look at uh, Scott Robertson for the Crusaders, that coach, you see that character. The, the, the guys love him, don't they? You can see You can see they've got that kind of culture, but there are some more serious characters out there. And you only have to look at like, the international coaches. And, yeah, I think you will lose the characters. I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, you tell me, can you think of... Can, can you think about this Lions tour, right, that anyone's going to be going to after the speeches in five, ten years' time and they talk about the Lions tour to New Zealand, the stories off the pitch? You know, they're going to talk, you know, there's going to be... An ele- well, Bestie drank a lot, didn't he? Him and Joe Marler. They might have some stories. Yeah. But, you know, you don't know. It's very difficult for the players now, in this day and age, with social media, with the the way the game's blown up in terms of coverage. And profile, and money. Profile, cash, the whole thing. It's a different kettle of fish. And 
you know, you, you talk about camera phones and stuff like that. This whole thing about Johnny Bairstow in the cricket, dropping the head on, being out, you, you just go out for a drink and yes, things happen and it's wrong, your role models, but you can't just lock the kids, you can't lock people up and say, you cannot go out to have a drink. But they feel that's what a lot of them have to do. And I was, you know, I was chatting in the office today at work. People are like, yeah, but you know, you should, as a professional sportsman, you should just have a beer in the changing room. Well, they're still normal people. They still want to go out and mm. have a bit of fun, go out for dinner with their friends, family, whatever. And playing-wise, it's hard. Coaching-wise, they've changed with it as well. And a lot of it is about trust. And because it's a results-driven business, you only have to look at Saracens and what they do. And obviously, with Mark McCall, there's a hell of a lot of trust there, isn't there? Yeah. Because he allows them to go on the trips. He promotes it, thinks that's a big part of building a culture, building a team. But ultimately, they've got to that position where they are European champions back-to-back, mainly because they signed Jim. Um other main reasons are because they have fun with each other away from just training in the rugby field. I genuinely believe in that. But the guys in charge, the coaches, it's difficult for them to relinquish that power and allow players to go off and have a bit of fun. All right, let's go on to the good, the bad, the ugly. This is where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Yeah, plenty of good. We'll start off with Japan. They got a draw with France. $10. $10 over in uh, in Paris at Racing's new stadium. How did that look? Sharp, mate. Looks really good. Really good. Um, They had a conversion, relatively simple conversion as well, to win the game for them uh, or put them ahead with a few minutes to go. Uh, Unfortunately, they missed it, but a big result for them, that is the draw there. Gloucester, Jim spoke about them, absolutely hosed down Newcastle up in Kingston Park. That's some statement. Gloucester are a team that are very good at big games at King's Home, the likes of Saracens, etc. Exeter. Exeter, but they back it. They've backed it up now, and that's the Johan Ackerman effect. They were pretty good. Then we'll go to Scotland, shall we? Yes, please. We'll go to Scotland. Say it. Byron McGuigan, what a debut. Uh, obviously, late call-up, Stuart Hogg out, had a stormer, two tries, man of the match. Um, that was pretty good. Scotland's big win over the Aussies. That was good, but they're not winning it. No chance. No Exeter. Chance. Should we have a little chat about no, Exeter? You're giving it Top to- of the league, Exeter. <laughs> they're top. They went to Saracens and beat them at Allianz Park. Yeah, I never lost to Exeter at Allianz Park. Mate, you that giving was that good. ahead of Scotland? That was good, but no, they don't win it. Oh, they don't win it. The good this week goes to one of my old clubs, Worcester Warriors. We've given them a le- enough stick on this podcast. But they've gone to Welford Road, a very tough place to go. Got their first win, scored five tries, bonus point win at Welford Road. Worcester Warriors, ever since their fans dressed up as Andy Good, they've started to win. The so Gary Gold effect. The Gary Gary Good effect. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so this week, the good goes to Worcester. Uh, the bad, Montpellier, they were absolutely garbage against Racing all those players all those world class players score? 26-0 to Racing it was the worst game oh, of rugby no. I've commentated on it was a smaller time Montpellier didn't score a point never looked like was scoring. Virgo mad on the side yeah but no he wasn't actually he was just stood on the side of the pitch with Alex King and Nathan Hines not saying a lot they had Cruden at 10 Fran Stain Benjamin Fowl loads of quality players couldn't get a point they were garbage Saracens we chat, chat about Saracens what's that now four on the spin they've four lost four on the spin four on the spin Saracens have lost Still second, though. The big boys are back. The big boys are back, though, this week. I say four on the spin. It's two LV Cup or Anglo-Welsh, no one cares, Cup games and two Prem. Um, then we're going to Wales. Ospreys spanked by Glasgow, 47-6. Just Whoa. becoming a normal event. At the Ospreys. Mate, how bad are they? Garbage. Like, they were so good against Saracens in, yeah. the, in Europe. They just missed so many players, obviously, with this international game. Absolutely garbage. Yeah, they got a hose down. Sakopi Kepu, his shoulder charge. What a name, Kepu. Costa, Australia, the game. Australia definitely would have won had he not got sent off and they ended up getting hosed. But he did. That was pretty bad. But for me, it's got to be the French and Guy Noves. They are a shambles. Guy. Guy Noves has got to go. Absolute shambles. Drawing at home to Japan. 
Right, here's, here's one then. Saki. Who, who comes in? Sternburn. Straight from Montpellier. There's yeah. no lift them all up. Or Raf Ibanez with Joe Worsley. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. From Bordeaux. Bordeaux played a good brand of rugby. Mate, Bordeaux, but they're good. Yeah. They're a good team. Played a good brand of rugby because he's left there now. Uh, but Guinovez is way, way past his sell by date. He's got to go. So the bad this week goes to France and Guinovez. Guinovez. And then the ugly. Well, two ugly things this week. Can we have two? As long, as long as you put the cowboy in. We'll have two. So, first one, you have to Google this. US college rugby player Christopher Crawford volleyed an opposition player in the head. There's a bit of a fracas. Play goes on. Ball goes into touch, I think. One player's down on his haunches doing his bootlaces up. Christopher Crawford walks over to him. Waboom! Boots him in the face. Really? Yeah. Rearranges his face. He's had to have plates put in. No, he hasn't. Yeah, really bad. Really bad. And it was all... I'm trying to think where it was. It was Arizona, I think it was. Arizona Uni. Oh. But anyway, he's got an assault charge from the police. That I, was ugly. I bet he has. But the ugliest thing for me was uh, in France, cast against Toulon. Oh, another assault charge. And this is an assault. Cast against Toulon. Uh, just after half-time, Christophe Urios, the cast alpha, coach. Alpha. He's a big unit. I'd hate to see him with his clothes off. Oh, gosh. I bet he hasn't seen his piece in years. Anyway, <laughs> Gautier's obviously done and said something in the tunnel. Urios walks over to him, bit of a set two, bit of finger pointing, just gives him a little slap around the face. Well, he said something to his assistant, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah, and then the unit's come over. The unit has called come him over. Inside, oh, I thought like, he was going to properly whack him. I'm but... lip reading in French. He's basically telling him to get inside in the shower, mate. Naked wrestle. <laughs> anyway, he slaps the cowboy Gautier around the face. It was a pathetic slap, but not not good scenes on the what, side what of the What do you think Fabian said to him? We should do a mime for it. I think he said... Uh, you can't see your willy. Your wife wants me because you cannot see your willy. You cannot see your willy. You have such big hair. <laughs> there we go. It's good to be in the ugly and that's another episode of and that's the Rugby a wrap. Pod. That's a wrap, Andy Rowe. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget, uh, thanks to Guinness, we are doing a, a tour, a world tour, Rugby Pod World Tour. Go to eventbrite.co.uk to check out where the tickets will be and don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And leave us a review on iTunes as well. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you, you, should, to. you should. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be dying on this world tour. That's all I know. Pod, pod, pod. Ruby pod. pod.